Hey everybody, welcome to our debut all sports show. Hoot and BT are here to talk about uh, all things sports because, well, we decided we talk so much sports that we'll just dedicate a show to it. Exactly. We were monopolizing so much of the original podcast with sports talk. It's like, why don't we just do a sports show? We're not even technically categorized as a sports show, so we're missing so many people that might be interested in what we have to say. Right. So, you know, they they, they see it's like, oh, comedy and self-help, and then they listen to it and they're like, well, this is 95% sports. So we're going to, you know, we're, we split it up a little yeah. bit. So we're going to diversify, but also lean into things that we enjoy. Right. So this is our sports show and no better way to kick it off than to talk about March Madness. Um, so the first round was underway uh, yesterday and everyone's brackets are already ruined. So that's, uh, you know, that's crazy. I, I thought that the, uh, the March Madness uh, 12 V5 curse um was definitely in full swing yesterday um you had uh saint mary's oh is the only five seed to have won so far of course you also have uh let's see here um iowa and richmond okay richmond upset iowa uh for the 12-5 and then what was the other 12-5 upset uh, you said Indiana St. Mary's, and then there's also uh, oh New Mexico State beat UConn. Oh, that's right. That oh, was the yes, one yes, that yes, directly yes, yes, impacts us as right. Arkansas Razorback fans. Yeah, because right. We had anticipating playing the Huskies. Yes, and it's completely changed everything. I mean, I'll tell you this though. Uh, well, I'll, I'll get to that here in just a second. But yeah, St. Mary's is the only five seed who has survived so far. Um, it's been wild. I know that as soon as I started watching the first games, it was like, oh, this is already different. I can tell that there's something has happened to college basketball to where there's been a great equalizer across the universities, and it's so much fun to watch now because it's like there's never a team that's out of a game. Yeah. Just because they play from San, uh, you know, uh, Sa- San Diego State University or something. Right, yeah. They, you never know. Those boys could hoop. Yeah. Well, and I, I love tournament time because the upsets are, are incredible. They really are because any given day, any team can have, you know, every dog has fire. his day. You know what I mean? Uh, so we'll see how the final 12v5 game ends up today with UAB being the 12 seed versus 5 seed Houston. Uh, that is in the south region of the bracket. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Now, going back to the UConn game, New Mexico yeah. State UConn. Okay? I had picked UConn. Of, of course you did, because who's not going to pick Connecticut, right? I mean, UConn's oh, yeah, an iconic basketball school. Yeah, no, and I was never going to count out, uh, you know, nor New Mexico State, but I, honestly, I can't say I followed them at all, so I don't know anything about them. And I've seen UConn play this year. Sure. And I was like, those boys can play, so I chalked them up to move on to play the Razorbacks. Yeah. Now, that right. was my upset, was the Razorbacks were going to beat UConn and keep playing on, but this, like I said, changed the game entirely. Sure. So here's the deal. Um, the thing that I can say, from because I, I actually watched that game yesterday, is if Arkansas shows up on Saturday with the defense that they know how to play, New Mexico State, it will be shut down. Because I'm, I'm no disrespect me at all, but New Mexico State has Teddy Allen, or Teddy Buckets as they call yeah. him. Now, the dude's a shooter, and I mean, he is a baller. You know what I'm saying? But shut him down. You shut him down and, and it's over. Then everybody else has to try to beat right. you. Right. It's just like everyone's like, oh, well, all you got to do with Arkansas is shut down JD Note. I'm like, yeah. And then you got Stanley Amude, Adiz Tony, Jalen Williams, 
Devo Davis. Yeah, there's other options. Even, even Chris Likes, you know, we'll, they can go in and they can make it happen, right? Well, uh, this is going to be a big moment for him after what happened, the way he played, performed last year. He really needs to step it up this year and prove that he's better than that. Uh, you talking about JD? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And last night was not a – like the first half was not a great showing. But here's the deal. This young man came into the second half – with zero points. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And if he ended the game with 17 points. When I mean, you're playing a game like that, the second half is the half that you have to win. That's Ultimately, right. that's what matters. You, the first half, be damned. If you have, win the second quarter, or excuse me, the second half of the game, you're going to win. You're going to win the game because yeah, that's it. final scoreboard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Arkansas moves on. Uh, I was actually surprised last night before the game started uh, that we were picked to lose. Uh, there was a lot of people. It's you know the seeding, sure. and they needed an upset to put in their bracket. And the Hogs are an easy one to pick because just like we watched last night, sometimes if yeah. there's an off shooting night, yeah, they can get burned. Sure. So, fortunately, they stood hard on this one and they stood in there and they they maintained and they've advanced while other teams didn't you know do the same thing. And I'm gonna say this because I, I saw your bracket, um, boy, in the first half. Of the Gonzaga game yesterday, I thought, oh my gosh, can you believe this? Georgia State is going to beat Gonzaga. Now, of course, the Zags end up winning by a pretty commanding lead. Yeah, yeah, no, the Zags have been great all year, and I didn't even realize this. I mentioned this to my wife last night after I, you know, re-looked at my bracket after the first round of the games. I've picked Gonzaga to win the national championship for the past three years. I didn't do it on purpose. yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that now because, because they haven't done it. Because they haven't done it. Why did I they do They can it make again? it to the game. Yeah. But see, and here's the deal. Okay, so in the West region, now Arkansas has a very tough time making it to the final four oh, from the West do. because not only do they have to take down Gonzaga, but that would make it to where they also would have to take down Duke. Yeah. And, you know, call it what it is, Duke is... Duke and yeah. Gonzaga is Gonzaga, and yeah. those are they've, teams they've earned their level of respect that they've sure. gotten at this point. I mean, the Zags may not be a huge school up in Seattle, but it's still it's a commanding school when it comes down to when playing it comes this game. To playing basketball, yeah. they're always a threat. Oh yeah, well, like I do not. I listen. Everyone knows my faith does not waver. Okay, so I still have the Arkansas Razorbacks. All the way? Being, uh, yes, all the way. All I'm, the way. I am telling you, I am not that guy. I'm not. I've never been the guy who's like, oh, yeah, next year's going to be our year. We're going to win it all. But I am telling you that just from what I see from this team, and could I be wrong? Yeah, probably am, actually. Well, do you do this every year? That's my question. Because I what, know pick I pick Arkansas to win? Yes. Um, usually in one bracket, but if I'm going to put my money on one, then I do it right. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always do my fan bracket, and I do a real bracket. Okay, that's fair, yeah. I used to do that back back in the day, and then I stopped sure. whenever it was always, when I was entering into online contests and things for my bracket. Exactly. You try so to actually use your brain. I just try to actually predict them. And sure. I, I watched a lot more college basketball than I currently do. Uh, the way the European game has impacted the NBA, it's also impacted my television viewing for the NCAA. Right. But you can't deny March Madness is a lot of fun to watch. Oh, and yeah. Well, not go, to mention you have Hawks. a whole day of basketball, like every day during this and tournament. And there's the drama. Like you never know if a Davidson's <laughs> going to come in here out of nowhere. You never heard of him, but they have this shooter named Curry, and he just catches fire in the tournament. You never yeah. know when that's going to happen. And fingers crossed, Davidson uh... – you know, my wife actually has Davidson upsetting Michigan State. Um, now, if you look at the records, that's that's very doable. 
because Davidson has a better record. Now, uh, Michigan State is Michigan State, though, and yeah. we are talking about basketball again. Yeah. Uh, it, okay, talking about an upset yesterday uh, that I don't know why. I guess everyone just look, well, I mean, if you look at the record, you look at the seating, I guess you do know why. But like Michigan Colorado State game, I have Michigan winning. It's Michigan Wolverine basketball versus Colorado State. And they're like, yeah, but Colorado State's better. I was like, yeah, they also play in different conferences. Exactly. You can't ever like compare the, the two. Yeah, the record, that's the whole thing with everything. The record and, and the seeding, you know, Vermont had a better record than we did. They also play in a softer conference. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be any type of way, but yeah. I mean, they, they don't play as good of teams as we do. So I'm trying to see what are my big upsets that I have remaining that I've picked. I didn't really go anything. I picked Alabama over Notre Dame. Not, not, a, big, not no. a big shocker there, but I liked how they played against the Razorbacks. They don't have that same home cooking here in the tournament. True, but, but I, I, still, I still pick Alabama over Notre Dame. Yeah, I picked Texas Tech over Montana State because Montana who? Yeah, uh, and, and we're talking about Red Raiders. Yes, uh, Michigan State and Davidson, that was a tough one, but I did go with a favored team there. <laughs> I do like Michigan State in that one. Yeah. Uh, and Duke and CSU Fullerton. I'm all with all respect to CSU Fullerton, Cal uh, State the, Fullerton. The, okay, yeah. The Dukies are probably going to like make a statement on that yeah, game. The the Duke Coach K's will uh, will be uh, dominant so, there. So we have gotten down to my upset. I did pick Virginia Tech to go over Texas. Cause did screw, you? Because screw Texas. That's why. Yeah. No, I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. We'll find out today. I did pick Texas to win. Yeah. But I, I honestly. I don't have any money riding on this, so like I wouldn't mind seeing VT win. No, yeah, yeah, because no, you know, screw Texas. Exactly. <laughs> you can't see it right now. We're not on cam, but you know, down horns all the way in here. That's right. Horns uh, down. Yeah. Uh, so we got Purdue and Yale. I pick Purdue. I yeah, because you, uh, I, it's I, tournament I, time and you don't go against Purdue. I have watched Yale play this year three times. Really? Because I watch ESPN Plus and I'll right. get bored and I'll flip on a college game. And I've watched. I like watching the Ivy League because I yeah. like watching these smart guys play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and like, they did honestly. Game. They played Harvard and Princeton, and I can't remember the other one. I think it was Dartmouth. But I not impressed that no. that much. I'm honestly no. yeah. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of positive to say there. Uh, Arizona, Wright State. Again, I'm not ignorant here. Uh, Arizona. Yeah, definitely. All the way. Seton Hall, TCU. This was a tough one, kind of a toss-up game. <sighs> Bro, I know. I, I went with Seton so Hall. So did I. But I don't like it. I don't either. That, okay, we're on the same page then because I did the same thing. I'm like, Seton Hall. And then I look at it, I'm like, but bro, TCU – TCU ain't a bunch of scrubs, though. No, really not, not. not at all. I've seen them play this year. I know the Horned Frogs are legit. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I want to jump back on. Uh, please understand earlier, I am not talking smack on Vermont. That was a solid team we played last night. Yeah. I mean, they no, – Yo, no, they came, they came to team. play for sure. That yeah. was a big game for them. They were up to play. Yeah, Vermont uh, was a was a team. Now, I was, I was happy to see and them. And one of the things is you're fortunate that the Hogs were able to play through the struggles of the off-shooting night. Yeah. That's always a, a plus, though, because that's a good sign. Well, but, I mean, like it's an off-shooting night for our normal guys, but, I mean, hell, Stanley Amude had 19 points. And uh, J.D. Note had 17. And, you know, you know I mean – it was off in the first half. Yeah. Everyone turned it on in the second. So That's true. And it's the NCAA tournament, so all you got to do is catch fire at the right time. That's right. That's why any of these predictions can go down. But I'm looking at it, and I went with favors for the rest of them. Houston over UAB. Illinois yeah. over Chattanooga. Ohio State over Loyola. 
Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Villanova over Delaware. These are pretty like obvious picks. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's the same thing as I said about Purdue. It, it's it's bracket time. You're not going to vote out Villanova on the first round. But here we go. This is where another upset, and I don't know if it's playing homers or if it's the way I feel, honestly. I picked Iowa State to beat LSU. Really? Because I – you screw the Tigers. Okay, so here's the deal. I picked LSU to beat <laughs> Iowa State, but I'm not going to be upset if I see Iowa State win. No, not not not, not at all. Uh, I got Wisconsin over Colgate because I mean I'm going <laughs> always going to pick Wisconsin over a team named after toothpaste. True that. Uh, USC over Miami. That was a tough one because honestly, there's not a whole lot of difference between those there's two teams. There's really not. I mean, not with anything like even the way they play if you've ever watched this year if you've watched a uh a, a miami or a usc game yeah there's really not that much difference in the team not at all they're very comparable the way that they play as well uh and the finally i picked auburn to win over jacksonville state because duh yeah and also the tigers have really impressed the crap out of me this year i've seen them play several times and whenever they're playing their ball there's nobody in the country that can can beat them they're in every game okay so just just uh just for funsies. Yep. What is what is your final four? All right. My final four out of the West and the East is Gonzaga and Kentucky. Wow, wow, wow. And in the South, I have Houston and Kansas. Wow, you went Houston I again. I went Houston again. Just because of the run they made last year? Because they're on the run again, man. I yeah. got a lot of faith in Houston now. Don't get it twisted, because national champion, Gonzaga. Because like I said earlier, for some reason, I'm a right. Gonzaga homer and didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Um, okay, so West and Pass East. that ball like Stockton. Yeah, I can bet. Yeah, that's right. What's popping? Um, I, okay, so out of West and East, I have Arkansas. Kentucky. That would have been a great rematch, too. It would have been. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then, let's see. Um, I, yeah, I've got Auburn and Tennessee. I have an all-SEC Final Four. I didn't even mean to. Interesting. And, and Yeah, and to be honest, the South, Tennessee's not going to make it. And I know, and I just, I look at the. Let's see where I have Tennessee dropping off because, you know, I, I would assume Elite Eight or, excuse me, Sweet 16. Yep. They lose to Houston. In yeah. My see, bracket. I have them beating Michigan, uh, advancing to the Sweet 16. And of course, I didn't even have Michigan getting this far. So I've already screwed the pooch on that one. See, and I, and I don't even know why. I'm sitting here looking at this now. I have them, uh, I have Tennessee beating Villanova. Uh, in the Sweet 16, and I just that's probably not accurate. And not to mention, they'd still have to go through Arizona. Yeah. So if I had it's to be like... a tough road to get there, but I mean, even the Razorbacks' road would be tough because you have to go yeah. through the Zags. Yeah, you got to go through the Zags and Duke. And Duke, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, you I don't have remember to, where I had Duke dropping You have off, to beat John yeah. Stockton and Coach K. Yeah. And, and the last Coach K. Yeah. The last dance Coach yeah, K. Yeah, this is the last dance Coach K. I mean, oh, God, are they going to do a documentary? Probably. You know, they Oh, wait, would. they already have. Yeah, I they've think. already done seven of them because he's been there since Methuselah. But, uh, <laughs> and but, ESPN is up his ass. Yeah. Well, and now so is AT&T. Nick Saban's out, baby. Now it's time for Coach K. Have you seen the commercials no. all over the tournament yesterday? No, I wasn't paying attention. Okay, when commercials so, come on, I you know, they, they have the... Lily with AT&T, right? Yeah. Okay, well, now they have Lily and Coach K where, like, he's interviewing for a job. Oh, my God. And she's like, so it says here you're really good at managing teams. Have you ever managed a store? And he's like, I'm just pretty confident that I'd be great at it. And I don't know. She says, well, we'll be in touch. He's like, you're going to get in touch with me? You mean I don't have this job? 
And I was like, that, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate, Coach K, right there. But, well, uh, there's something to say about being overqualified. Because it's true. They'll turn you away if they think you're overqualified. They don't want to shell out that money. Yeah. And plus, they don't want to risk, like, this guy comes in here, he's already going to come in with better experience than I got. Yeah. So you got to protect your own, protect your neck. Yeah, Wu-Tang. protect your neck. I was recently watching um, the Los Angeles Lakers, which is a Why? complete train wreck. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, it is just god awful dumpster fire out there in Los oh, Angeles yeah. right now. But you know who the hardest working dude on that floor is right now? Alex Caruso. Oh wait. Oh no, oh, that's in damn. Chicago. That's where that's my God's bad, country. My bad, basketball. My bad. No, hey man, look, might make your head explode. LeBron James. LeBron James is the hardest working dude. He's the only on, one that cares out there right now. Which I didn't think he did, and boy, he's he's just going after it right now. He's doing everything he can, and I, you know me, I do not this, have anything. This is a big exactly. This is a big moment here. You're giving the devil his due here. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is he is third right now in the leading for the scoring average. If he leads the league in scoring at this age, that is nobody has done that. Yeah, that, that's incredible that he's doing what he's doing. For he's the only one that seems like he's doing it. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, and they're just tanking it out there. The Russell Westbrook experiment's been a disaster. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened to Russell. I mean, I've never been the biggest fan, but he is better than this. He yeah. is way better than this. Well, like C Wayne was was a big time Russ fan because you know he was whenever the Oklahoma City Thunder, Thunder formed. Yeah, they were Thunder buddies. Um, I've never been a huge Russ fan, but I haven't necessarily been a a hater. Yeah, a hater either. I've always been a LeBron James hater. Really. I was always, until recently, a Kevin Durant apologist. I have to admit it from this standpoint that I always stood behind KD when he yeah. was in OKC, and I'm not a Thunder fan. No. I'm the opposite of a Thunder fan. I'm still bitter over a Seattle thing. So sure. go ahead, at me over it. Yeah. But uh, no, I thought that Kevin Durant was the one that the team needed to build around, that Westbrook needed to know his spot, and James Harden was undeniable that at some point they were going to lose him as a sixth man. Yeah. Because you can't have that coming off the bench, and no. it's just too Especially much. Especially whenever someone else is saying, no, no, no. No need to come off the yeah. bench. You just well, come start. We with would us. later come to find out that you know it just takes one season. Somebody dangle another amount of money in front of him. He'll go right along <laughs> yeah. with it. Uh, and so then James, if he, James don't have any loyalty. And if he don't like it, he'll just just quit. He'll just yeah. Hey, because remember these <laughs> ain't loyal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harden is one of them. He's like, nah, pay me. But I've never held that against Harden because he kind of was what he was. <laughs> It was. He's a, been a gun for hire. A his gun entire, for hire from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he had a a good stint with Oklahoma City and with Houston. Yeah, but I mean, he's never made any bones about it. He's a gun for hire. If you want to pay me more to come shoot for you, then that's what I'll do. Yeah, and as soon as it feels like uh, I'm not wanted here, there's problems here. I'll look I'm, for a way out. I'm shutting down. You guys yep. aren't getting the best me getting the best out of me because. Yeah. I don't know why he does it that way, but that's how I, he's always done it. You see, know that going in. Exactly. My, my whole thing is, do I like that? No. Isn't I don't, he a I free don't, agent at the end of this year? I at believe the end so. of this year he is, but I, you, Philadelphia will pick him up. Yeah, he's played too well, and him and Embiid and, together. Yeah, I would say, and he seems duo. to be, like the, by the way he's playing, he seems to be enjoying his time in Philadelphia. So oh, Yeah, yeah. He got uh, back in shape. Uh, the crowd seems to love it. You know the Philly fans would. Oh, yeah. As soon as the Philly fan is very fickle, though. As soon as he starts doing something wrong. <laughs> Doesn't matter what sport either, bro. Yeah. As soon as, as something gets Be prepared gets to have <laughs> batteries thrown at you. Yeah, for real. Those people are animals. 
I could say that. Okay, I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. How about they, that? They scare me as a Chicago Bulls fan, though. That yeah, and even the Nets scare me as you know a bit of a tailspin that they've been in until Kyrie put it together here lately. Now that he's able to play, yeah, the unvexed that, right? Kyrie Irving comes out, bro. But he came out and went off. Yeah, he did. Dropped that, sixty points. Yes, bro. That that was. It, it's it's been a crazy season with the like little bitty storylines, like the Kyrie whole unvaxxed, not able to play. Yeah, attended a game but wasn't able to play because you see, can attend the game. See that in itself was a part that I didn't like. Like if it was like, uh, you know, the entire franchise said no, vax, you're either vaxxed or you're not in the building, so he couldn't be there at all. Yeah. I think I would have honestly. I think I would have been like, well, that's really stupid because you know. The way I, and the way think. it has been all year, he's been standing his ground, you know. Yeah, and I respect that. I think he did it to to prove a point. He's I, like, I can be in this building because the state of New York says that I can. I can. Yeah, but, but the I NBA can't play says the game. I can't play in this arena. Yeah, which is so silly. That's my whole point. Is like, if you're allowed to be in the building, what? Just just let him play. Oh, what, like, what's the point? Let him play. I don't know, but like I said, they scare me. Uh, Boston scares me right now. Miami's obviously scary. All of these teams scare me if you're a Chicago Bulls fan. Bro, right now... Um, They've lost six of their last seven. Yeah. I like. I, it's just, we had, this, we had this come up as Chicago fans this year, and we were like, oh my gosh, it's finally happening again. And... You then need, it's just completely falling. Off. Now I know we've been plagued it, with injuries. Exactly, and, you need to put it all in perspective too. Hood, yeah, because you got to remember where we came from just a season ago. We were yeah. trash. We we were, and this uh, we season, watched those games. We didn't yeah. talk about them. But we <laughs> yeah. watched those games. <laughs> no, they didn't they didn't play well. It's whenever they traded for Vooch, that was a start. Yeah, Levine has proven that you know when it, when they got Levine, he was just an afterthought and a thrown along in the trade. They yeah, didn't think he'd develop into what he is right now, which is a franchise player. He absolutely is. He's yeah. going to get his max contract, and I as a Bulls he, fan, he, I don't he want deserved, him to leave. Yeah, I would say he deserves it. Zach yeah. Levine is the face of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Now don't don't get it twisted. That's not taking any way yeah, anything right away now, from Demar. Demar right now is the star yeah. in Chicago because the way he's played this absolutely. season. Absolutely, you're right. Levine is gonna still the future. Yeah. Levine is because Levine's still young enough and the present. Yeah, he he is present and future because like Demar is older, um, but well, that was always the talk is Demar. Why did the Bulls give Demar so much money in this contract? He's an aging veteran player who can't make threes. Yeah, he's a mid range shooter at best. And why would they invest this much money in a mid range shooter when the game right. has gone three pointer? Well, he's always been a remarkable scorer, how yeah. he gets his spots on the floor and he gets his shots to fall, and he's getting his. Yeah, oh, Levine yeah. is getting his, and Vooch is getting his double-digit rebounds and his double-digit points. Which is what you they're, need. They're doing well. That's not where they're struggling. And the problem that I have to say for Chicago Bulls fans out there is getting Patrick Williams back and getting Lonzo Ball back is not going to fix the problem. There, so. there are bigger issues in there, and I think this last West Coast trip that they're currently on has shown it because yeah. they had no reason to lose to the Sacramento Kings whatsoever. Nobody has a reason to lose to the Sacramento Absolutely Kings. Absolutely not. They were out players. Now, now De'Aaron went off. That, that fair is fair. That, yeah, sure. Somebody needs to you know pay that young man what he yeah, deserves. That's right. He's a star in the hey, making. Get him out of Sacramento. He deserves uh, better. But there was no reason they should have lost that game. Right. And then they lost the follow-up game against Utah. Utah's a good good team. Gobert is a great player. But 
you did you should have played a little bit better and there's again no reason to lose that game these are winnable games because you have Giannis and the bucks yeah and these other games coming up that are huge you can't really afford to lose anymore you're going to wind up in that playing game and you don't want to be in that situation going in the playoffs agreed you want you, I mean, you want to have a hey you know what we know we're in the playoffs you don't want to have to be in the play-in game because all it takes is just like a bracket, like like the NCAA. All it takes is a bad night, and you're done. Yeah, yeah, and we're trying to look at it from the other ways. All we got to do is get in because once we're healthy and we have – I say we here like I'm on the team. But once the team we're is fans. healthy – We're on I know, the team. It's what happens. Yeah. But uh, once everyone is healthy and back and you have Ball and Williams, they have the potential to be with anybody. As we saw whenever they all played at the beginning of the season, they went 4-0 and it was incredible watching them play. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's going to take some time for them to mesh. I'm looking forward to next year. I don't, I'm not counting them out this year. Not, no. Not at all. No, but, but, but we've been plagued. And, and the way that they're playing right now as the season's winding up, I don't have the impressions that this is the team. This is not the team that's yeah. going to bring home. I, and I hope, I hope we're wrong, I but hope, I agree. Yeah, I, um, I'm just trying to be real here. I hate being the wet blanket and right. sharing those feelings and you know come a couple wins am i going to change and sing a different tune possibly <laughs> but what i've seen since the all-star break even before the all-star break is you see a demar Derozan that's getting overused and getting worn down and zach levine is not at full strength as remarkable as he is he's not at full strength but i think that the this team is going to win a championship I fully believe that with all my heart. You yeah. just got to get those other pieces. And I don't think Troy Brown Jr. and Tony Bradley Mm-mm. and Matt Thomas are the guys that are going to no, get you there. No, uh, But, you know, I mean, there there is good talent that comes off the Bulls bench. And, and I, I think if we – Kobe White could start on any team in the league. Yeah, and I just I, – selfishly, I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays Same. in Chicago for at least a, another couple seasons uh, because, you know – I don't know. I know there's always something to be said for being the starter, the you know, but you know, whenever the six man comes in and gets more playing time, I see a James Harden situation happening here. Yeah. I see him playing himself into a max contract somewhere else when it comes to free agency. Yeah. Now do I want that? Absolutely not. I think you should give that man his money and you should give yeah. Zach Levine his money. Yeah. And reevaluate DeRozan in a few years, and I love Demar. But yeah, but I mean, truth be told, though, I mean, those, obviously, obviously, it's foundation. not time to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and right now, I mean, of course, you're going to offer Demar what he wants next season. But you know, maybe in two seasons, you got to take a step back and be like, okay, this guy's aging. So like, let's look at this. But uh, well, I would say, uh, do you have anything else NBA related? I mean, you, you already okay. Here's I'm going to do a quick breakdown. The East, um, we hope the Bulls do something, but they might not. And the West is still better. So yes, the the West Coast has proven, if not well, the games that I've seen that that they're very dangerous over there. That anybody yeah. can well, basically say the Warriors are taking off catch again. fire, and it's the new open three game, man. It's like nobody is ever out of a game. You fall behind ten points, you can make yeah. that up in well four shots. You know, and honestly, it was players like Dame Lillard and uh, Steph Curry that really revolutionized this new version of basketball, which is like, oh, I crossed half court. Now I'm going to shoot it. And and it goes in. And you're like, what? what? Oh, you can Now, he can't do that again. Then he does it again and again and again. And you're well, like, okay, these guys have limitless range. That's dangerous. Well, that, that's exactly what it is. And it's like you said, whenever we were growing up as kids, we were taught by our coaches, those aren't quality shots. That's right. You try to work it inside to get a quality shot. That's right. 
And now that's like DeMar DeRozan's game. You work it inside. You find your spot on the court that you know you're solid from. You get your separation. You make your shot. Yeah. Not the way that it works anymore. Now you pass the ball around yep. and try to get somebody open to where they have enough distance and space and hope that there's spacing where there's distance between the defender and them. Yeah. And they can drain that three from limitless range, yeah. basically. That's where it's gotten. They're the kids that are just dropping these rainmaker shots from half court. Oh, yeah, it's half court. crazy. Yeah. And it's like, you have no business making that shot. It's like, yeah, but I've been shooting that shot since I was 11. Real quick, we do want to uh, just go ahead and give you an update. The 2022 Masters Tournament uh, will be Thursday, April 7th through Sunday, April 10th. If everyone could remember that this is golf we are talking about, you need to remain quiet so that we can hear the grass grow. Thank you. Golf clap. Hey, they struck a deal. We've got baseball. Major League Baseball starting uh, April 6th, opening day, right? I thought it was the 7th. Well, it's, let me check. Early April is going to be opening day for Major League Baseball, so we are going to have baseball. That's that's fun. Um, April seventh. April seventh, opening day. All right, Major League Baseball is back, and we'll start talking about that after uh, the season commences. So basically, what I, I was going to do is like hand the mic over to you because this is really your area of expertise. Uh, so we do want to acknowledge the passing of. Uh, legendary superstar pro wrestler, Razor Ramon himself, Scott Hall. The bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy, man. So I just, I'll let you let you talk about that. This was a tough one for me, man, because growing up as a professional wrestling fan, see, I've been a fan of wrestling going back to the cheesy, you know, overblown steroid muscle guy days. Right, yeah. But what really got me vested into where I followed it religiously whenever I was a teenager was like 1996 and uh, NWO and the battles between WCW and the WWF. Yeah. And one of the guys who was foundation of that was Scott Hall. Right. And it's just, it hits me in the feels really hard to, to know that Scott's gone because he meant so much. To professional wrestling especially because without the things that he did, him and Kevin Nash making a decision to leave the lucrative WWF in New York yeah. to go down south to Atlanta, Georgia, and basically bet on himself to yeah. to take a chance to go down there and Southern wrestling, yeah. But also do it for the boys because they did it to you know they know their worth, they know their value, and we're not getting it here in WCW. They've offered me more money, yeah. So we're going to go down here and we're going to shake things up. Well, little did they know that they were going to shake it up the way that they did because that drew so many television views. I would go to school every day, and kids would know what was going on with NWO. Yeah. And before, I was, you know, a booger-eating wrestling fan. Yeah, like, Don't right. talk about that crap. Yeah. And then it's like, no, you guys care now. It's because it's cool, right? It's because yeah. this guy was cool coming out there saying, hey, yo. Hey, yo. I think I shared a montage on the Facebook page of just the hey, yo's, like 20 of them. It's just crazy. But rest in peace, Scott Hall. Yeah, I mean, Scott Hall, man, uh, like, I, I was, I, as a kid, I did, like, you know, WCW and all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? 
But I like I never followed it really. I just kind of like watched it whenever. Yeah, it was it, wrestling. Yeah, it was something that was on. You like, oh yeah, that's not real. To it's not real, right? Yeah, I've I've learned enough of the inner workings of it. There's a point where it's real, but obviously it's a pre yeah, a, a, a scripted a scripted type. thing. But yeah. it's very physical. Very oh very yeah yeah real. yeah no the physicality of it is very real and I but I know it's to an extent you know there's gimmicks involved like hey if you start to pass out you know make sure to. Yeah, you know, I've well, seen the behind the, the scenes stuff, like and that's you, cool. If you go out there and you just watch two guys wrestle, and there's nobody selling any of the pain, yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. You're just like, so are these guys gonna like? Or, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. Is this is this porn? Is it's this kind of the way it felt whenever COVID happened and wrestling was still on television and there were no crowds? Yeah, because crowd involvement is so key. It is. And that's what Scott Hall was great at getting was that crowd reaction. He yeah. come out there and people loved him or they hated him. And they even worked his inner demons into the plot lines because a lot of people at the time didn't know that Scott was struggling with addiction, like really, really bad. So they wrote it into the storylines where he was all messed up on screen, but in reality, you probably should have reached out and got him more help because that led him down a road, and I believe ESPN did an E60 on him at his lowest. I might share it sometime. I know right now I don't feel it's appropriate because he's overcome it. But he was at his lowest where he had to be wheeled to the ring in a wheelchair. He got in the ring. He messed up his whole gimmicky speech and everything. Uh, almost fell over, had to be wheeled out. That was like at his lowest. And then through DDP, meeting his friend DDP and Jake the Snake and the rehabilitation of Jake the Snake, there's actually a, in a, a movie about this. Oh, really? And Scott's involved in it as well because he too was struggling like Jake was with drug addiction and going down the wrong path. And DDP brought him in, brought him a piece of... We're talking about Diamond Dallas Page? Diamond Dallas Page. Okay, all right. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page brought him in and and, uh, they basically got clean and sober and got better shape. Scott was looking great and within two years, they both got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame and like I said, years before, that E60, stumbling around in a wheelchair, noticeably intoxicated, yeah. and going to a hospital immediately after because yeah. just so messed up. Yeah. So that comeback is remarkable, and that's also where he delivered his famous line, which today I, I take to heart and still means a lot to me. It's that bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yeah. So it, it, no matter how tr- tough things get, no matter how low it gets. And believe me, Scott felt some of the lowest of the lows. Right. You have to remember that if you're the right person and you're living right, you can always redeem yourself and come back around. Yeah. So I love that redemption story. So rest in peace, Scott Hall. Yeah. Uh, gone but never forgotten. Right. And, you know, rest in peace to the bad guy. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, that's a nice little memorial piece for for – uh, wrestling fans that, that that will listen to this show and everything, because I mean, like, even not being a, a big time wrestling fan, as a kid, I remember Razor Ramon, or, or I remember Scott Hall, and I remember um, Kevin Nash, and yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, Kevin Nash and uh, and Scott Hall being like the uh, the Bash Brothers or whatever, you know, of NWO. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll move past that. That's really cool, though. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, uh, what we'll do now is there's been a lot of questionable trades <laughs> and it's, it's been a straight, it's been a very, uh, eventful off season for the NFL so far. Oh, and- boy, has it ever. I feel like I'm sharing new 
new faces and new places yeah, that, constantly. That, that was too much information to take in on one week. Okay. I know, right? That's kind of why I shared the last one where it's like, question mark? Like, <laughs> my head is just exploding from the amount of off-season maneuvers. Okay. And, and that's So, because, because I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm going to make a couple comments here. Number one being, we... Um, we, we we let Randy Gregory go um, to Denver. Uh, yeah, now, now, now that was his decision. He was he was his contract was up. He's good to go. Exactly. Um, it makes the uh, Cowboys egg on their face because they even tweeted out that they'd re-signed him, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, and they didn't, which is the problem. And Randy Gregory is that's a defensive end that I don't think we needed to lose. But no. but you know what do I know, right? Uh, so. There's that one that's kind of like a oh that one stung but before then we oh god so we traded Amari Cooper to the Browns okay and and, and most people and, are like oh but you got paid and for the record a lot of people are rating this trade as a positive for Dallas like they see this as a win and I don't see how losing the number one target. Yeah, or your quarterback and yeah. the chemistry that they have together is a win, a victory. Well, and that 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 begs the question. Well, what did we trade him for? Right, must have been big time money and draft picks. You got Baker right? Mayfield in return, right? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Essentially, you would think something like that. But no, what did, what did we get? Well, we uh, the Browns GM gave us his wallet and contents within, which was three bucks, a condom, expiration date nineteen ninety seven. And a picture of his grandmother. So that's what we gave Amari and a Cooper. Fifth round away. draft pick next year. Yeah, I, I mean, essentially, that's that's what we got. It's a fifth round draft pick next year for Amari Cooper. Why? Do, like we didn't. We, we put we absolutely up, we no respect. We freed up cap space so that we could go out and go crazy this offseason sure. signing all of these players because the offseason signs of signees have been popping right all day, all day. Sure. Where's your Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. That, that, here, okay. All I'm saying is if we're going to free up cap space, and look, diehard Cowboys fan all the way. If I'm going to free up cap space, though, like I have an overpaid, underperforming running back, then I wouldn't mind getting rid of. Agreed. Like, Don't get me wrong. I like Zeke. I really do. But he's overpaid and underperforming. Every okay. game, all season I'm long. Still a, a Colbyism here. He's washed. He is. I, I feel that he is. I hate to say that because I was a huge homer for Zeke for a long yeah. time. Yeah. But it's the Marion Barber effect. Yep. It's uh, so many miles and yep. poundage and running that hard, aggressive style. It wears you down, and the longevity isn't there unless you're Travis Henry. Apparently, it, right? The longevity yeah. doesn't isn't there. Yeah, it, it's just not. And you know, like I said, I think. Zeke came to Dallas and he did his job and he did it well. But the problem is he's either going to have to adapt or he's going to have to find a new home because the way he's been playing. They have too much money invested in him yeah. to, to continue for him to perform the way that he has. Yeah, right. Because he used to be one of the, the triple threats that they had. Yeah. Because they had a quarterback, they had wide receivers, and they also had a running back. Yeah. Right now you got wide receivers. Oh, wait. And you, you got, got Tony Pollard. Well, yeah, you're right. There are other players. Yeah, so. but it's but it's not Zeke, and it's not Amari Cooper. Yeah, golly, that I'm sorry, that was Dak's number one target. Yeah, and you got for rid of while. him. He built for. A, I don't want to say that they. Condom. I don't want to. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say they helped each other, but 
they did because yeah. Cooper was his security blanket to go to the way that Romo used to go to Witten. Yeah. When all else fails, check down to Coop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, because Omari Cooper will find a way to get to the ball. And he'll get the yak. Yeah. But I don't know. Other than that, uh, okay, so you got Baker uh, who uh, – Demanded although, a trade. Yeah, Amari Cooper gets traded to the Browns, and you think, oh, well, that might help Baker out. And Baker's like, I'm out. I want, I want out of well, Cleveland. First, he sends out this tweet of this love letter to Cleveland. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, bro, what's going on here? And then the next day they break the news that he had asked for a trade, which yeah. was denied. Yeah, and but that's the quarterback that's already has a turbulent relationship with the city of Cleveland. Yeah, and here's the deal, and you know, C. Wayne might hear this, he might not, but I think the best thing that could happen to Baker uh, is to probably get out of Cleveland. But at the same time, you have a, we all know he's got a reliable target up there now with Amari Cooper. So oh, yeah, I mean, sure. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he could do it. But I'm telling you this right now. I've watched Dak Prescott play with Amari Cooper. So if Baker Mayfield scrubs out with Amari Cooper, then I don't want to hear any of Colby's yeah, like Baker, Baker, touchdown, Maker stuff because that, that's going to be on him. Yeah, it's, it's Proof's over, in the pudding. The Amari Cooper doesn't have anything else to prove. He can catch the ball. He can run. He can do everything he needs to do to be so a receiver. So I guess at this point we just have to be patient and see what the Dallas Cowboys do as far as offseason moves because – you look, look what the Packers have done. They made a weird trade today where they traded away a wide receiver, which I don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to feel about that, but they got Aaron Rodgers back. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Look, man, I, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. I really do. Like, I think he's a great quarterback, and I really like the fact that he was willing to stand up for his own personal beliefs, a lot, much like Kyrie in the NBA. I, I think that that's great. Uh, I think that Kyrie did it the right way. I think Aaron kind of did it. Uh, a weird. Uh, yeah, did it a weird, like, sleazy way but neither here nor there you do you baby boo yeah but like aaron Rodgers, at this point i'm like bro shouldn't don't don't you want to spend some time with your family and he's like nah that's why i gotta finish business like tom yeah oh man that's another one bro seriously i I, but did i not call it you did Did i not call it you said he'd be back yeah i was like he's not retiring he's not retiring he's not going to schefter is not going to retire tom brady that's right if, if, if Adam would have kept his mouth shut for two more days, then Tom would have come out and said, I'm going to retire. And then we could have all rested in peace knowing that Tom Brady is living out his life, kissing his 17-year-old son on the mouth. What gets me uh, is his what? reason for retiring was to spend more time with the family. Yeah, and then he's like, I don't want to spend time with my family. And my family now sucks. it's like I have unfinished business. Did you see that tweet where one of the yeah. players was like, bro, you've won this many Super Bowls, yeah, what, this many yeah. MVPs, this many Pro Bowls. Yeah, what unfinished business do what you have? What do you have, have left? He's like, of course, and then Gronk's like, well, I guess I got to go back too. Yeah, Gronk came back. I think those are the best two off-season acquisitions that anybody could have made. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, out of retirement, Gronk and it immediately Brady come made, back. It immediately made Tampa Bay a contender again. With Without a quarterback, they were a question mark next year. Oh, man, see, they, maybe they could have got Baker. Anyway. So I can just quit day two and get that? And they're like, yeah, but yeah, pretty done. much. Like, if you get injured, it's a guarantee there because that's what you're getting at least. Yeah, that's crazy. That's sign-on bonus money. Man, I, I should have practiced more. That's <laughs> what I keep telling myself. Yeah, it, man. Coach would put me in back in 82. We'd have won state for sure. I know it. Anyway, uh, 
A little Uncle Rico for you. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is the conclusion of our first show, brother. How you feel? Yeah, man, I feel good, man. It was a, it was nice to have a show that we didn't have to like feel like we needed to rush through sports so we could get to everything else. But it also feels good on the other show knowing that we have time to expand upon things and have deeper conversation because we're not trying to fit in uh, what was you know our, our sports stuff, which is what we like. We yeah. have fun doing. And this. next week's going to be great because we're going to see how wrong we were on our brackets. Or oh we yeah. Can, you know, talk on each other back and forth. Oh, yeah. And hey, just so everyone knows, y'all be on the lookout for them Razorbacks, baby. National champions. We're, okay. We're, we're not waiting on 2024 to make it an even number. Okay. We're doing it in 22. We're taking the national spot 22. Promise. Anyway, uh, moving past that. Hey, uh, seriously, though, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed sports talk or whatever we end up calling this nonsense. But, uh, if you did, man, shoot us a, a letter. Give us your opinions. Tell us how wrong we are about all of our sports opinions um, and that good stuff. Anyway, uh, be on the lookout. We're going to do this one every week, just like the Hoot Hobbs show. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Later, guys. Good night. Good night.